the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is an author and also the CEO of the Unlimited You Empowerment Program, Carol McDermott, MBE. Hi, Carol. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? Hi, Nigel. I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, thank you. Lovely day today. Nice and sunny. It is. It is. And it's a great job that you're doing with these podcasts. I've looked at some of the people that you have podcasted and it's all been very interesting. Thank you very much. Well, I'm sure our podcast is going to be interesting as well. So what have you been up to recently? Yeah, I mean, as you know, we're all in quarantine, which has obviously been very challenging for most of us, sort of, you know, scrabbling around looking for things to do. So I've been doing um, some DIYing. I've sort of enhanced my cooking skills, so probably put on the uh, the COVID 10 pounds, as they call it, <laughs> and then trying to lose the COVID 10 pounds as well. Been doing a bit of homeschooling as well. Again, that's a bit of a challenge with my children sort of scheduling the timetables and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, you know, in a way, it's it's been a good thing. You know, spent a lot of family time together, and so here we are. So where did you grow up and what was it like? Well, I grew up in South London, so I'm a sad. London girl. Uh, grew up in Brixton initially, mostly from the Tulse Hill area, um, and then moved to sort of Wandsworth Road. And then as I got older, um, from the age of about, I think it was 13, no, about 12, sorry, moved up to Croydon. Yeah, I mean, growing up in Brixton, for me, I felt I had a great sense of freedom, despite it being sort of like an urban area full of tower blocks, council housing, some would say poverty. I felt a sense of freedom within the area. You know, as a child, I think I was able to roam around freely, going to parks, meeting friends, going to friends' houses. And, you know, during that time, your parents weren't afraid of you being abducted or anything like that. You know, there was lots of community spirit, you know, essence of belonging, and everyone kind of looked out for each other, you know. I mean, there was racism, yep. You know, and I felt it in schools, but I have a strong mother, you know, who's the matriarch of our family, who wasn't afraid to verbalise her thoughts or, you know, if we had any issues at school. So, you know, that was me growing up. I I love the area that I grew up in. So who or what inspired you to become an author? I think it was really uh, my appetite and my enthusiasm from reading as a child. So in the area that I lived, which was um, Tulse Hill, there was a a library sort of about 10 minutes up the road. And I would actually just disappear as a six, seven-year-old, which you could never do now, into the library. And I loved to read and submerge myself into books when I read. And I kind of felt entombed when I was reading nothing else around me mattered to be fair you know it was just me and the characters and I sort of began writing like little stories which developed later um, into sort of chapter chapter books you know small chapter books and then further developed it from there so I think I was able to recount you know events and narrate events and situations that happened in my own life and other people's lives and I think becoming an author came during a period of um, an illness that I developed about five years ago, which could have, you know, immersed me into sort of a depression. But, you know, I dug deep and found my inner strength. Um, And during this time, which was like challenging for my family, challenging for me mentally and physically, I began, you know, I began writing. So what is your book called and when was it published? So I have two 
self-published books, probably like most authors, I have a number of books sitting on my laptop just waiting for release. So I have two books that are published at the moment, self-published. Um, however, like many other authors, I've got other books on my laptop waiting to be released. Um, so my first book was in 2015 and it's called My Magic Scarf. So I'm a children's author, so I'm I'm not a, a, an author of adult genre. I'm a, a children's author. And so this book was about uh, a young girl who suddenly developed leukemia. And so my reasoning behind writing this book was a friend of mine, her daughter developed leukemia and found that in, you know, going to the hospital, there was very um, little literature sort of explaining to children a what they were going through and b that was reflective of a black child so I decided to write this book from a children's perspective looking at real life situation and then turning it into fiction and also using like figurative language metaphors similes and all of that so that they could you know create an understanding of the book and sort of trigger their imagination and as a writer you've got to sort of develop this book so obviously I had the idea in my head but I had to pull all the components together which were the characters the setting the plot you know the conflict of the book the resolution of the book and so on and so from there that book was born and as I say that was in um you know 2015 what was also interesting for me about it as I say I I wrote it it's a it's a black it's regarding a black child and it was broaching the subject of illness or death in our community it wasn't death but it was illness and I found that our community often saw illness cancer leukemia as as a taboo subject and they were uncomfortable in discussing these sort of issues you know so I try to sort of dispel that negative narrative surrounding the illness within our community which can often lead us to you know us not seeking help my second book um, is who am I so this book um, is described by many as a heartwarming and at times heart-rendering tale of a teenage young girl black girl's journey to self-discovery and finding herself her name's uh, Melanie and she battles and struggles with like self-acceptance to do with things like her weight, her hair, her looks. And people have said that the story actually resonates not just with teenagers, but of adults and that young girl in people, you know, they can resonate with that, that child, you know, within the book. It also touches on issues of colorism and the prejudice, you know, the discrimination um, of us having sort of dark skin, light skin, again, within our racial group. And so, you know, I, I felt with that, it touched on quite a few things that young people, young girls, even young boys really are going through at the moment, trying to find that level of self-acceptance. That was um, that came out in 2016. Well, you mentioned that you self-published your first book. What challenges did you face having your book published? Yeah, I think it was just really understanding the process, sort of understanding and doing all the groundwork and all the research, how I was going to self-publish. So it was things like POD, print on demand. Um, it was about figuring out how to get into the brick brick buildings. And for those of you that maybe are not authors, we're talking about, you know, the Waterstones, the Smiths, the foils of this world, you know, getting your ISBN numbers. I remember having a conversation with you um, about the ISBN numbers, you know, whether to purchase 10, purchase one, what, what do you do? And 
it, it can be quite an expensive journey and you have to decide you know in your mind you know can I do this how long is it going to take me to do this what help I can get in doing this and once you've even got past those hurdles you're then looking at your marketing and your promotion and, and how you're going to do that you know as primarily a one-man band so for example my books are now in foils waterstones amazon wh smiths online and that's even despite doing book signings within those stores i've still not been able to get them in the the physical buildings themselves but i'll keep trying self-publishing does present some challenges having been there myself yeah market being one of the biggest challenges that I found because it's one thing having a book but getting the actual book out there raising awareness about the book etc and sold yeah yeah. selling books does help if you're an author (laughs) it does that's your bread and butter yes most definitely (laughs) so you have an organization called unlimited you empowerment what inspired you to begin that program so after writing who am I A friend of mine who was a deputy head mistress asked me to come into the school. I told her about the book, told her the premise of what the book was about. And she asked me to come in and read to some of the girls at her school. And so it then went from one class to another class to another class. So um, I think I read to about four or five classes. And within the reading, not just the reading, I I would have this um, back and forth questioning session, you know, about self-confidence and so on and so on. I then, out the blue, got a phone call from somebody called Belle Ribeiro Addy, who at that time was the secretary of Diane Abbott, but she's now the MP for Streatham. And she said that they'd come across the book somehow, not quite sure how, but invited me to come along to the House of Parliament to have a chat with them. So at that time, uh, myself and a friend of mine called Debbie were talking about, you know, working on a programme as a catalyst of the book. And we presented this to Diane and to Belle. And they proposed that we could actually use the Houses of Parliament to, you know, um, do some programmes there with, you know, some sessions with some young girls, which was absolutely fantastic. So what we then did, we approached um, some schools um, with the programme. And what we ended up doing is sort of facilitating some elements of the programme. It's not the full programme, because some of the schools were saying, you know, they had funding issues and that type of thing. But we just wanted to ensure that the girls that we spoke with within the programme could discover and embrace their beauty and their greatness within themselves and that we were committed to meeting the needs of the pupils that we were you know speaking with who we felt sometimes faced challenges regarding their self-identity their low self-esteem and sort of low motivation levels so really it was founded you know on the purpose on the sole purpose of empowering young girls and to feel good about themselves, you know, confident and taking control over their lives primarily. And, you know, so that their outcomes and their achievements, we would say, were truly limitless. Um, so that's that's how it came about. So when did you start the organisation and the programme? So the programme started about 2018 a, a program for for the young girls in secondary schools so we go into the schools and we have sort of five six sessions talking about different things such as beauty and greatness and as I said like low motivation raising their self-esteem you know and it's working with like schools and after school clubs I was even asked to do some mentoring for um, Crystal Palace Football Club so I was able to encompass the program into that as well. 
Well, I understand you've won a few awards. What have they been for? I have. So in 2017, I won um, what's called the National Diversity Award. So that award was won for Positive Role Model Award for Gender. So again, I was nominated. Again, not sure who by, but I was nominated and I was dwindled down to the last, I think it was like 3,000 and then dwindled down again to the, the, like the last 50 and was invited to uh, Liverpool Cathedral where the event was held. And to my surprise, I won. <laughs> so um, I, w- I was quite shocked, but it was nice because as well as myself being there, there was a lady called Danny Bletchner who does Conscious Dreams Publishing and Beacon Books. And Beacon Books have my books in their store. And Danny Bletchner, we've worked together and I've been on one of her shows as well. So the support was overwhelming. So, uh, you know, I was really happy about winning that. I'm sure you were. You were also awarded an MBE last year, 2019. What was that I for? Was. Yeah, so that was um, also for services to young people and diversity in literature. So again, that came as a great surprise also, again, because um, not sure if you know, with an MBE, you never know who's nominated you. And obviously to, to be able to, to get that far, again, I was like really, really surprised. And I think with both of the, the accolades that I've won, I don't think it was just for the fact that I am an author and I've worked with young people and I've mentored young people and I've gone into schools and that type of thing. I think it's also to do with sort of the resilience that I've shown throughout sort of my illness and been able to aspire other people despite their situations or circumstances you know to do the same as myself so carol what other interests do you have oh other interests so i love to cook i love cooking i love the theater as well i have two children who one is an actor and one is an actress so i do spend a lot of time dropping them off to sort of various auditions or various shows that they might be in i also love singing so uh, many years ago, um, I used to um, sort of uh, run along to Arewa Studios, which was in Croydon as a young girl, and sneak in and listen to, you know, all the, the lovers rock singers. So I, I still love singing. I also love walking. That's only recent. I think that's to help with the COVID fat that I've put on. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying that, you know, now when I can get out. And listening to music, I, I find that a, a good way of relaxing. And what are your plans for the future? My plans for the future, um, I'm in the process of writing another book. And I'm also, if this pandemic hadn't happened, I was looking around this time, July, August, September, to turn Who Am I into a play for a uh, fringe theatre. So those are my plans for the future. And how can people contact you, Carol? Okay, so I'm on Facebook. Um, I have about nine, ten thousand 10,000 followers on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Insta. Um, smart 13 twitter at rob smart 13 so people might be thinking rob smart where does that come into it robin smart is actually my author name and that's r-o-b-y-n smart and my email address is robby r-o-b-y dot smart at hotmail.com okay carol well thank you very much for your time much appreciated thank you very much for inviting me to speak on your podcast Thank you for listening. 
please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe. Thank you.